In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is Monday. We're well into Holy Week now. All this week, as Father Mark reminds us, we will be living the suffering, the passion, the crucifixion, and the death of Jesus. Started yesterday with Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday's a tough one for me. We start out in the garden and have the procession of the palms, and then we come in and very early in the service we uh, we read the Passion uh, of Jesus from Matthew. That's a hard one for me. Uh, it's a long, long reading. At least I don't have to chant it. Uh, long lesson, but that's that's not why it's so hard. For some reason, I, I never am prepared for the emotion that that passage generates within me, having to read that in the midst of the congregation. And there's a there's a disconnect. We go from the hosannas, uh, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord, waving the palms, the procession, and from that we go to the passion and death of Jesus. That's, that's a tough transition. I think it's tough on everybody. I, I, heard, a church, I heard a church ad uh, about two or three weeks ago. It was an ad that the church was giving for their Palm Sunday service on Sunday, Palm Sunday. And, uh, and they say, come and join us for Palm Sunday service. We'll have an inspiring lesson. We'll have glorious music and celebrate the risen Christ. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. No, it's hard. It's hard going from waving the palms and Hosanna the highest to reading about the suffering and death of Jesus. But to get to the resurrection, we've got to go through death. I've, I've known for, oh, I guess forever nearly for me, that Paul talks a whole lot about the cross of Christ, the death of Christ. But a couple of weeks ago, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to look this up. So I, I, I did a little research, and I looked at all of the places where Paul talks about the death and crucifixion of, of Jesus. And then I looked up all the passages where he talks about the resurrection of Jesus. I was a little astounded. Paul talks about the death of Jesus about 25% more than he does the resurrection of Jesus. The, res the death and the resurrection, of course, was very important to Paul. But the death of Jesus was also important. You can't have the resurrection without the death. So in Holy Week, we don't, we can't escape the death of Jesus. But I've been thinking the last few weeks about the death of Jesus quite a bit, and I've been thinking about why Jesus died. Why? Well, for one thing, Jesus made a lot of enemies, a lot of powerful enemies. Jewish scribes, lawyers, Officials, they all hated him. Pharisees, a lot of Pharisees hated him. And they hated him really for good reason. 
Uh, first of all, he was a lawbreaker. Uh, high on the list was the Sabbath. Uh, Jesus was constantly breaking the Sabbath. Now, remember in the Ten Commandments, we have the commandment, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That's it. But through the centuries, the, the legalists in the Jewish faith, they added to it and refined what that meant so that they came up with rules about how far you could walk on the Sabbath. And beyond that, no, you're not keeping the Sabbath if you go further than that. Do no work on the Sabbath. Well, that was given in the law. But they refined it even more closely as far as what work meant. And it meant quite a lot. You can't carry a burden on the Sabbath. That was in the law in Leviticus. But they refined it even further as to exactly what kind of burden can you carry and what can't you carry. Uh, I didn't realize just how detailed this, this kind of thought process was until years ago I read a book by an Orthodox Jew in modern times, Orthodox Jew in modern times. And he was talking about his life as an Orthodox Jew. On the Sabbath, you can't turn on the light switch. That's work. You can't turn on the radio. That's work. Now, if you live in a neighborhood like in a big city where there's a tavern just right down the street within the proper walking distance, you can go down and listen to the ball game through the door of the tavern, but you can't turn on that radio. That's work. When we look at Jesus and the Sabbath, we see Jesus throughout the Gospels healing people on the Sabbath, which the Pharisees considered, the scribes considered, to be work. And there was conflict, great conflict, whenever Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath and the scribes and the Pharisees were there. On one occasion, Jesus and his disciples were walking through the grain fields and the disciples were hungry. So they started plucking the grain and shucking, you know, shucking the grain and eating the grain as they walked through the, through the fields. And that was called to their attention, you're breaking the Sabbath. Now, they weren't stealing because it's, it's specifically provided in the, law of Moses, in the law of Moses that if you're going through the vineyard, going through somebody's grain field, you can pick the grapes and eat them. Now, you can't put them in a basket. That'd be stealing. And you can't use a sickle to start to cut the grain. No, no, that's stealing. But you can help yourself as you go through it. The problem was that's breaking the Sabbath because they were working by plucking the grains and, and, and rubbing out the grain. Jesus, uh, among other things, answered the scribes and the Pharisees by saying to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. I think he was getting back to the original intent of the law itself. Remember the Sabbath and keep it open. He also said the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath and that increased their ire against him. Another reason they hated him in all their disputes Jesus Bested them in the con in the confrontation, bested them in the argument, bested them in the debate, and not only that, he called them liars to their face. He said they were sons of devils to their face. He called them hypocrites to their face. 
But above all, they hated him because Jesus claimed to be God. I and the Father are one, he said. Before Abraham was, I am. That phrase, I am, has a big meaning because that's the very expression that God used talking to Moses at the burning bush. Moses asked God, you're saying to the people of Israel, who's sending me? Who, who will I tell them that's sending me? And God answers, tell them I am that I am sent you. Tell them I am sent you. Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. They hated him. They planned to kill him from fairly early in his ministry. But is that really why he died? Did he die because they finally tracked him down? They finally trapped him? They finally conspired against him and they finally killed him? Is that why he died? I noticed something this year in looking at the uh, Passion narratives that I, I don't think I've really ever noticed before. In the Gospel of John, in the narrative of the Passion, it's very clear if you read the whole Passion that it's Jesus who is the one that's in charge in the Gospel of John. In the garden, a whole cohort of soldiers led by a commander comes to arrest Jesus. Now, cohort is, 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 is 600 soldiers. And the commander here, the word for commander here, is, is a man who's in charge of a thousand soldiers. And then on top of that, we have the officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees as well. We've got a lot of people in the Garden of Gethsemane coming after Jesus. But Jesus is the one that takes the initiative. He says, Whom do you seek? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I am he. Actually, that's the English translation, which is a good translation because it makes sense. But what he actually said in the Greek text, in the Gospel, he says, I am the divine name itself. And when he says that, the soldiers draw back and they fall to the ground. I mean, this is the very representation of the Roman Empire. And they fall on the ground before Jesus when he declares, I am. Then he asks again, who do you see? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I told you, I am. And then they take him. It's very clear when Peter cuts off the high servant of the high priest here, Malchus and John. It's very clear from what Jesus does and says that Jesus has no need of Peter's defense and Peter's assistance. When Jesus is in front of Pilate, the Jews are crying out to crucify him. And Pilate says, Why? What's he done? And they say he deserves to die because he made himself out to be the Son of God. And then John tells us that Pilate was even more afraid. This is the Roman governor crying out loud. He was afraid of Jesus. And then when he finds out they were claiming that he was, the, he was claiming to be the Son of God, he was even more afraid. 
And Pilate says, where are you from? Jesus didn't answer. And Pilate says, don't you understand that I have the power to crucify you? And Jesus says, you have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. It shows the powerlessness of Rome. shows the powerlessness of the Jewish rulers. Jesus had already start, stated this authority that He had way back in chapter 10. He said in chapter 10, I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up again. Even in John, the very moment of His death, Jesus is in control of what happens. His last words on the cross, it is finished. And He bowed His head and gave up His spirit. It's an echo of chapter 10 again. No one takes my life away from me, but I lay it down of my own initiative. So, why did Jesus die? It wasn't really because the Romans and the Jews killed him. So, why did he die? You know, it may be as simple as the memory verse that we learned in Sunday school when we were children. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe just that simple. God came into the world, was born of a woman, lived among us as a man to reveal Himself to us, to show us how to truly live. And He died. He died as a man. He died as we die. To show us that death is not the end, but death is the beginning through the resurrection. And He did this. He did it out of love. Love for us. At the Last Supper, Jesus said to His disciples, Greater love has no man than this, that He lay down His life for His friends. Jesus laid down His life for His friends. He laid down His life for us. He laid down His life out of love for us. That's why Jesus died. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.